You're listening to the Redeemer London podcast. For more information, visit our website at redeemerlondon.org. Good morning, everyone. Happy Christmas to you all. Um, I love that the youth have been doing this morning. Uh, It is a daunting prospect to stand in front of a couple of hundred people and read out even things if they're written or even things that you've read many times. It doesn't get any less daunting. Um, Ask Pete. Um, It is great to see you. My name is Mark. I'm one of the leaders here at Redeemer, and my family is very excited about Christmas. It is only six days to go, and we are really excited about Christmas in our family. Um, But the most important thing this morning is that whatever our journey is, we're going to be talking about the wise men in a minute. I want you to know that whatever our journey is, Jesus wants us to bow down and worship him this morning. And that nothing can separate us from the love of God. But to get us in the mood, I'm going to show you a clip. It's a short clip from the movie The Star about the wise men. So if we can run the video, that would be great. Hang on! Cyrus! Jabra! Come on, guys! I expected a left turn two deserts ago. I can't believe we passed that last oasis. I'm getting thirsty. Lost. Oh, these wise guys are lost. Wise men don't get lost, Felix. So you're saying they know where this birthday party is? And what makes you so certain it's a birthday party? Oh, here we go. Have you seen the presents these guys are bringing? Gold? Myrrh? Frankincense? Could be a baby shower. You bring gifts to a baby shower. Baby shower? What is the baby going to do with frankincense, silly camel? It's a birthday party. All right. Last week, I went to three nativity services at Mayfield, and they were all awesome. Thank you, uh, Mr. Sibbons and Mrs. Cornford, for your hard work. The, the danger is that we portray the story of the wise men a little bit like this or a little bit like a school nativity. And the first thing I want to say is that this is a real story. This really happened. This really happened. There were real magi or wise men coming from the east, possibly riding camels. We don't know. But this really happened. And I think sometimes we imagine them a little bit more like Jeremy Clarkson in a Top Gear trio, and they're on a silly mission. But it's not like that at all. When we read of these wise men, thank you um, for doing the reading from Matthew. That was Matthew um, verses 1 to 12. We read that when they arrive in Jerusalem, the, the, the capital of the area, they ask, where is the one who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star in the east and we have come to worship him. We've come to worship him. Not only did they want to find this baby, but they wanted to worship him. But can you imagine the drama in Jerusalem? These guys were walking from the east probably for a very long time, and they were expecting a lot from King Herod. They were expecting a lot, and they went to him, and they said, where is Jesus born? Well, they didn't know he was called Jesus, but where is the king of the Jews born? It would have been a drama in the city. It doesn't say that there were three wise men. It doesn't say that they rode camels. We sing nice hymns about this. We sing, we three kings of Orient are. But sometimes I just want to remind you that When you don't know too much about the story, you just move on because you want to look at what the Bible is really saying. The main things are the plain things. We had wise men come. They were looking for the king of the Jews. 
and they knew that it was a significant moment. They had been studying for this moment. They knew that they were searching for something big and important. And the other thing to say is that they were serious scientists of the day. Sometimes you might feel in a modern 21st century church that being a Christian is lots of feelings and emotions, which is true, but it's also science, and I firmly believe that science points to God. These kings could have been from Babylon, we don't know, um, but we know from Babylon that was where Daniel was exiled hundreds of years before. And actually, many of the prophecies we know about Jesus are from Daniel revolving around a theme of a coming king to Israel. And we're told in the book of Daniel that God gave him wisdom. There's a verse that will pop up in Daniel 1, verse 20. And it says, In every matter of wisdom and understanding about which the king inquired of them, he found them, Daniel and his friends, ten times better than all the magicians and enchanters that were there in the kingdom. That's Daniel 1, verse 20. God meets with us where we are at. He knows what we've been through. He knows where we've come from. The birth of Jesus was shown in different ways to different people. It was obviously shown to the shepherds on the hill just outside Bethlehem. And Greg brought the message at the carol service last week about the shepherds. But it was also brought to these Eastern philosophers by a star. And God spoke to each of those groups and us today in many different ways, in a way that you are familiar with. And in the same way, God will meet with us in different ways here this morning. If you think back this year, we've had so many amazing baptisms in Redeemer this year. But every baptism brings with it a different story of how God has got in that person's life and changed it for the better. We know that every interaction we've had over the last couple of weeks with these love healing things, which have been awesome, will be a way to point God to these people because he loves them and he wants the best for them. But he meets them where they're at in a different way for every single story. And if you're new here to Redeemer, you need to know that God has a plan for your life. And he has a plan that ultimately our design, no matter what a story, should be to worship at the feet of Jesus. And just as the shepherds, just as these wise men show us in the story. But as we think of the wise men, we think that nothing got in their way to divert their attention from their mission to worship the king. Nothing got in their way. Not the distance to travel, not the unknown location, not all the troubled people in Jerusalem that they then met and caused a right old fuss. They weren't obstacles detracting from their mission and what they were intent on doing. Instead, as the star appeared, they got excited they set off on this journey. They set off on this journey, and when they found Jesus, they fell down and worshipped him and gave him treasures. It says in verse 2 of that Matthew passage After Jesus was born in Bethlehem, behold, wise men came from the east, came to Jerusalem, and he said, Who has been born king of the Jews? We saw his star, and we have come to worship him. My journey is not the same as your journey. The shepherds, the angels, Herod never had any intention of worshipping Jesus. They all started in different places, but they all point to one man, Jesus. Some people really like long exploratory journeys, and some people hate them. This summer, Abby and I and the kids drove back from Geneva, and it was a 14-hour journey, and we had a thoroughly good time. But some of your faces when I told you that's what we were doing was one of shock and horror, I'll tell you what, that journey was far more relaxing than the hours plane journey we had to Glasgow the other week. That was really stressful. 
I don't know why, I like being in control, but I did imagine as I was preparing for this, that I could imagine us coming off the ferry back to England and stopping off at various points down the M20 asking where the king of the Jews was to be found. And I couldn't quite get my head around how we interact with travelers as they ask for directions. If you're a Londoner like me and somebody on the street asks you for directions, the first thing I do is take a step back and hold my wallet. Because we don't trust them. (laughs) We don't trust them, even though 99% of the time, they're just looking for directions. The journey is not the point. The final destination is the point. The final destination is that we are worshipping Jesus, the one true God. As we look at the gifts, it says in verse 11, they go into the house and they see the child with Mary, his mother, and they fell down and worshipped him. And then, opening their treasures, they offered him gifts of gold and frankincense and myrrh. Just note that the wise men were invited into the home, which tells us it's probably a little bit later on from the stable, which is not what the Christmas cards depict. It is sometime later. But the Bible tells us that they fall down and worship, and they offer gifts commonly known, commonly given to royalty. And my question to you this morning is, Have we been moved to give Jesus our best? Have we been moved to give Jesus our best? What are our treasures and what what is your journey to get to this point? The wise men brought treasures of different things. And of course, Jesus expects the same of us this morning. My offering of my treasure is not the same as somebody else's. But Jesus wants our hearts of worship, our hearts to worship him constantly, all the time, every day. Somebody here this morning can give a thousand pounds in the pot, but isn't necessarily sacrificing and isn't giving out of a heart of gratitude. And somebody else can give 10 pounds and it be from a place of gratitude and it is sacrificing. The shepherds didn't bring fancy gifts, but it didn't make their worship any less valuable or it didn't make them any less loved by God. I wonder if you ever grew up in a house where your mum or dad had fancy china, had a fancy mug or a fancy set of plates that only came out for when special people visited. Anyone have that? I, we definitely did. Mum, if you're watching, you need to move it on. <laughs> Let's not save our gifts for Jesus for special occasions. Let's not do that with our gifts to Jesus. Let's not save our worship for special occasions. Because the worship, the meaning of worship is to express this idea of falling down and honoring the one true king. Worship was the only realistic response for the wise men. Sometimes we get caught up in worship being about a really special song or a twiddly bit on a guitar. But of course it doesn't need to be so fancy. In this simple town, this simple smelly stable or a house, they bowed down and worshipped where they were. Because the wise men realized that he was worth honoring. They might not necessarily knew, uh, know what is to come. They didn't know what he was going to go on and do, but they knew he was worth honoring. And the angels appearing to the shepherds shows that God cared about the lowly in society. We heard that last week. And the east, the people from the east came and gave Jesus the worship he deserved. They sought him, they found him, they worshipped him. And may we follow that example of the wise men. In the Michael Eaton commentary of this passage um, that I was reading 
the last few weeks, makes a really interesting point, which I hadn't twigged before, that although they came to humbly worship Jesus, and although a star led them to a certain point in Jerusalem, they were led to need the scriptures at that point. The star started them off, but they needed the, the scriptures to get them the final mile. Or as I looked up, it's seven miles to Bethlehem from Jerusalem. That was what Herod was doing. He brought the priests and the scribes in verse 4 to tell them where to go from the scriptures. And there will be many things of people's lives in this room which has started them off on their journey towards Jesus. But you can't look at the stars forever. The scriptures will ultimately tell us the gospel message in a written form. And I love that. I love that. These guys had a long journey, something with purpose. Something with purpose. I was trying to think of a short journey with purpose that I have had recently. And given that we're talking about baby Jesus, I couldn't think of a better example than when we had to rush to the hospital to have Zachary. Um, And we got there with 15 minutes to spare, and then he was born. It was somewhat of a dramaous journey. But it was short, but with purpose. What is a meaningful journey that you have had? But what is the meaningful journey that you are on right now in your walk to Jesus? The wise men had a long journey. The shepherds had a short journey, but they both reached Jesus and worshipped him. This is the same Jesus who points us to the Father, helped us, taught us how to pray, Abba, Father. This is the baby Jesus, the King. And the thing this morning is that nothing can separate us from the love of the King. Nothing can separate us from the love of God And hear this this morning, nothing you do can stop God loving you. Nothing you have ever done can stop God loving you, because he is love. It says in Romans 8, For I am sure that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present nor things to come, nor powers, nor height nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus, our our Lord. Nothing you've done this morning can stop God loving you. Nothing you've done, not not your work life, not your love life, not your promotions, not your kids, not your sins or indiscretions, not your previous lies, deceits or betrayals can separate you from the love of God. Because we pray with confidence to a God. Confidence in the Father that we are promised we can never be separated from him. And this morning, Redeemer, I want you to remember that. I want you to remember that whatever your journey is, Jesus wants you to come to him and worship him with all your heart and all your soul and everything you have. I'm going to ask Abby to pray for us before we sing our next song. Let's bow our heads in response to what we've heard. Jesus, we come to you at this time of year and reflect on the journey that we have been on throughout 2022. Some of our journeys would have felt longer than others, some more bumps in the road along the way, others may be quite smooth. We just pray that that we would know that our final destination, Jesus, is always with you just as the wise men knew their destination was with you. 
May we take time to reflect on what gifts we've bought over this year and what gifts we need to bring to you in sacrifice. Pray that you would speak to people right now, that they would hear your voice and know what they need to lay at your feet. We long to bow down and worship you just as the wise men did. Jesus, we come to you. We give our lives to you again. We worship you, King Jesus. Thank you that your love for us is unending. In your holy name, amen. Amen.